Welcome to Aunt Blanche's Story Corner. I have to make a confession to you today. Before a good friend asked me to read some Uncle Wiggily stories on my podcast, I had completely forgotten about him, and I found I had a lot to learn about this amazing gentleman rabbit. I just discovered this series of stories about Uncle Wiggily in Wonderland, in which we find some of the same characters as in the classic story of Alice in Wonderland. I really liked the blending of wonderful fantasy characters, so I'm going to share some of the stories about Uncle Wiggily in Wonderland by Howard G. Garris. Warning. You're going to have to listen extra carefully, because in Wonderland, the characters say some pretty strange things, but they're funny if you listen carefully enough to catch the humor. Uncle Wiggily and Alice in Wonderland Once upon a time, after Uncle Wiggily Long Ears, the nice bunny rabbit gentleman, had some funny adventures with baby Bunty, and when he found that his rheumatism did not hurt him so much as he hopped on his red, white, and blue-striped barber pole crutch, the bunny uncle wished he might have some strange and wonderful adventures. I think I'll just hop along and look for a few, said Uncle Wiggily to himself one morning. He twinkled his pink nose, and when he was all ready to start, he said, Goodbye, Nurse Jane, goodbye, he called to his muskrat lady housekeeper, with whom he lived in a hollow stump bungalow. I'm going to look for some wonderful adventures. He hopped down the front steps with his red, white, and blue striped crutch under one paw and his tall silk hat on his head. Goodbye, Miss Fuzzy Wuzzy. Goodbye, answered Nurse Jane. I hope you have some nice adventures. Thanks. I wish you the same, answered Uncle Wiggily, and away he went over the fields and through the woods. He had not hopped very far this way and that before, all of a sudden, he came to a queer little place near an old rail fence. Down in one corner was a hole, partly underground. Hum, that's queer, said Uncle Wiggily to himself. That looks just like the kind of underground house or burrow where I used to live. I wonder if this can be where I made my home before I moved into the hollow stump bungalow. I must take a look. Nurse Jane would like to hear all about it. So Uncle Wiggily, folding back his ears in order that they would not get bent over and broken, began crawling down the rabbit hole, for that is what it really was was dark inside, but the Uncle Bunny didn't mind that, being able to see in the dark. Besides, he could make his pink nose twinkle when he wanted to, and this gave almost as much light as a firefly. No, this isn't the burrow where I used to live, said Uncle Wiggily to himself when he'd hopped quite a distance into the hole, but it's very nice. Perhaps I may have an adventure here. Who knows? And just as he said that to himself, Uncle Wiggily saw, lying under a little table, in what seemed to be a room of the underground house, a small glass box. 
Ha! Huh, my adventure begins, cried Uncle Wiggily. I'll open the glass box and see what's in it. So the bunny uncle raised the cover, and in the glass box was a little cake made of carrots and cabbage, and on top, spelled out in pink resins, were the words, Eat me. Ha! Huh, that's just what I'll do, cried jolly Uncle Wiggily. And never stopping to think anything might be wrong, the bunny gentleman ate the cake, and then, all of a sudden, he began to feel very funny. Oh, my, exclaimed Uncle Wiggily. I hope that cake didn't belong to my nephew Sammy Littletail or Johnny or Billy Bushytail, the squirrel brothers. One of them may have lost it out of his lunch basket on his way to school. I hope it wasn't any of their cake. But there is surely something funny about it, for I feel so very strange. And no wonder for Uncle Wiggily had suddenly begun to grow very large. His ears grew taller, so that they lifted his tall silk hat right off his head. His legs seemed as long as bean poles, and as for his whiskers and pink twinkling nose, they seemed so far away from his eyes that he wondered if he would ever get them near enough to see to comb the one or scratch the other when it felt ticklish. This is certainly remarkable, cried Uncle Wiggily. I wonder what made me grow so large all of a sudden. Could it have been the cake which gave me the indispepsia? It was the cake, cried a sudden and buzzing voice. And looking around the hole, Uncle Wiggily saw a big mosquito. It was the cake that made you grow big, went on the bad biting bug. And I put it here for you to eat. What for? asked the bunny uncle, puzzled like. So you'd grow so big that you couldn't get out of this hole, was the answer. And now you can't. This is how I've caught you, <laughs> said the mosquito, and he buzzed a most unpleasant laugh. Oh, dear, thought Uncle Wiggily. I wonder if I'm caught. Can't I get out of it? Quickly, he hopped to the front of the hole, but alas, likewise sorrowfulness. He had grown so big from eating the magical cake that he could not possibly squeeze out of the hole through which he had crawled into the underground burrow. Now I've caught you, cried the mosquito. Since we couldn't catch you at the soldier tent or in the trenches near the hollow stump bungalow, I thought of this way. Now we have you and we'll bite you, said the big mosquito who with his bad friends had dug the hole on purpose to get Uncle Wiggily in a trap, began to play bugle tones on his wings and call the other biting bugs. Oh dear, thought Uncle Wiggily, I guess I'm caught, and I haven't my talcum powder pop gun that shoots beanbag bullets. Oh, if I could only get out of here. You can get out, Uncle Wiggily said a soft little voice down toward the end of his pink twinkling nose. You can get out. Oh, no, I can't, the bunny said. I'm much too large to squeeze out of the hole by which I came in here. Much too large. Oh, dear. Here, 
drink some of this and you'll grow small, just as I did when I drank from it before I fell into the pool of tears. The soft and gentle voice went on. And to Uncle Wiggily's surprise, there stood a nice little girl with long flaxen hair. She was holding out to him a bottle with a tag that read, Drink me. Am I really to drink this? asked the bunny. You are, said the little girl. Uncle Wiggily took a long drink from the bottle. It tasted like lollipop ice cream soda. And no sooner had he taken a good sip than all of a sudden he found himself shutting up small like a telescope. Smaller and smaller he shrank until he was his own regular size. And then the little girl took him by the paw and cried, Come on, now you can get out. And surely enough, Uncle Wiggily could. But who are you? he asked the little girl. Oh, I'm Alice from Wonderland, she said. And I know you very well, though you've never met me before. I'm in a book, but this is my holiday, so I came out. Come on, now, before the mosquitoes catch us. We'll have a lot of funny adventures with some friends of mine. Come on. And away ran Uncle Wiggily with Wonderland Alice, who had saved him from being bitten. So everything came out all right, you see. Well, we're going to move right on and see who are some of the friends that he meets with Wonderland Alice in Chapter 2 called Uncle Wiggily and the March Hare. Well, Uncle Wiggily, you certainly did have quite a time, didn't you? said Nurse Jane Fuzzy Wuzzy, the muskrat lady housekeeper, for the rabbit gentleman as they both sat on the porch of the hollow stump bungalow one morning. It was the day after the bunny rabbit had been caught in the mosquito hole, where he swelled up too big to get out after eating cake from the glass box, as I told you in the first story. Then Alice from Wonderland happened along and gave Uncle Wiggily a drink from a magical little bottle so that he grew small enough to crawl out of the hole again. Yes, I had a wonderful time with Alice, said the rabbit gentleman. It was quite an adventure. What do you suppose was in the cake to make you swell up so large? asked Nurse Jane. Cream puffs, answered Uncle Wiggily. They're very swell-like, you know. Of course, agreed Nurse Jane. And what was in the bottle to make you grow smaller? Alum water, Uncle Wiggily made reply. That's very shrinking, you know, and puckery. Of course, spoke Nurse Jane again. I might have guessed. Now I suppose you're off again. Off to have another adventure, went on Uncle Wiggily with a jolly laugh. I hope I meet Alice again. I wonder where she lives. Why, she's out of a book, said Nurse Jane. I used to read about her to Sammy Littletail when he was quite a little rabbit chap. Oh, yes, to be sure, said Uncle Wiggily. Alice from Wonderland is like Mother Goose, Sinbad the Sailor, and my other Arabian Night friends. Well, I hope to meet some of them and have another adventure now. And away he hopped down the front steps of his bungalow, as spry as though he never had the rheumatism. 
The bad mosquitoes that used to live over in the swamp had gone away on their summer vacation, so they didn't bother the bunny rabbit at just at present. He no longer had to practice being a soldier and stand on guard against them. Pretty soon, Uncle Wiggily hopped along. He came to a little place in the woods, all set around with green trees, and in the center was a large doll's tea table, all ready for a meal. Huh, this looks like an adventure already, said the bunny uncle to himself, and there's a party. He went on as he saw the little girl named Alice, a March Hare, which is a sort of spring rabbit, a hatter man with a very large hat, much larger than Uncle Wiggily's on his head, and a dormouse. A dormouse, or dormouse, is one that crawls out under a door, you know, to get away from the cat. Oh, here's Uncle Wiggily, cried Alice. Come right along and sit down. We didn't expect you. Then, if I'm unexpected, perhaps there isn't room for me, spoke Uncle Wiggily, looking at the March Hare. Oh, yes, there's plenty of room, more room there than there is to eat, said the spring rabbit. Besides, we really knew you were coming. As this was just different from what Alice had said, Uncle Wiggily did not know what to believe. You see, it's the unexpected that always happens went on the March Hare. And, of course, being unexpected, you happened along, so we're glad to see you. Only there isn't anything to eat, said Alice. You see, the Hatter's watch only keeps one kind of time. That's what I do when I dance, interrupted Uncle Wiggily. We haven't come to that yet, spoke Alice gently. But as the Hatter's watch keeps only tea time, we're always at the tea table, and the cake and tea were eaten long ago. And we always have to sit here, hoping the Hatter's watch will start off again and bring us to breakfast or dinner on time, said the March Hare, who, Uncle Wiggily noticed, began to look rather mad and angry. He's greased it with the best butter, but still his watch has stopped, the Hare added. On account of the hard crumbs that it's got in the wheels, said the Hatter, dipping his watch in the cream pitcher. I dare say they'll get soaked in time. But pass Uncle Wiggily the buns, he added. And Alice passed an empty plate which once had dog biscuits on it. Only Jackie and Peetie Bow Wow had eaten all of them up. I should say down, for they swallowed them that way. Uncle Wiggily was beginning to think this was a very queer tea party indeed when, all of a sudden, out from the bushes jumped a great big pink striped wabberjocky cat who began singing, London Bridge is falling down, oh Yankee Doodle Dandy, as we go round the mulberry bush to buy a stick of candy. Well, what do you want? asked the mad March Hare of the Weber jockey. If you've come to wash the dishes, you can't, for it's still tea time, and it never will be anything else, as long as he keeps dipping his watch in the molasses jug. That's what makes it so sticky slow. And he tossed a tea biscuit at the hatter, who caught it in his hat, just like a magician in the theater, and turned it into a lemon meringue pie. 
I've come for Uncle Wiggily, cried the wabber jockey. I've come to take him off to my den, and then... Uncle Wiggily was just going to hide under the table, which he noticed was growing smaller and smaller, and as he was wondering if it would be large enough to cover him, when, all of a sudden, the mad March Hare caught up the Uncle Bunny's red, white, and blue-striped rheumatism crutch and cried, "'You've come for Uncle Wiggily, have you? Well, we'll have no time for that.' And with this, the March Hare smashed the crush down on the Hatter's watch, bang, breaking it all to pieces. "'There, I guess it'll go now,' cried the March Hare." And indeed, the wheels of the watch went spinning while the spring suddenly uncurled, and one end, catching around Uncle Wiggily's left hind leg, flew out and tossed him safely over the trees until he fell down on his own soft soldier tent, right in front of his own hollow stump bungalow. So he was saved from the wabber jockey. Well, that was an adventure, cried Bunny Uncle. I wonder what happened to the rest of them. I must find out. And if the laundry man doesn't let the plumber take the bathtub away for the goldfish to play tag in, I'll tell you next about Uncle Wiggily and the Cheshire Cat. But that will just have to wait for another time in Aunt Blanche's Story Corner, especially if you are enjoying the story about Uncle Wiggily in Wonderland. Please join me again. I look forward to seeing you then. <laughs>